0: but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Listen in for tangible tips and advice for growing your business from those who have been there. Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen.
1: Okay, Samantha, thank you so much for joining me here today. And I'm so excited to hear more about your journey as an entrepreneur and your business.
2: Thank you. I am so excited to be here and to share with you.
1: Amazing. So to start things off, do you want to just first tell us a little bit about yourself
2: and your business? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Samantha Gladish. I am an online nutritionist primarily focusing on metabolic health and thyroid health for women. And that's really part of what I do. It's definitely expanded over the years. Um, so I kind of run two legs to my business. We've got the nutrition side with, again, that focus on metabolic and thyroid health. Um, I run a podcast called The Wellness Switch, and um, we have a great team of coaches. We work with clients globally one-on-one. We have some really great online courses and whatnot too. And then I also do run a nine-month business mentorship program, working primarily with wellness coaches and practitioners who are looking to grow and scale their online business.
1: Amazing. I love that. And there's so much I want to dive into. But to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit about how did you first get into the wellness space and sort of what attracted you into that industry?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I've really, since a young girl, have always been innately interested in food and nutrition. And I spent so much time in the garden and just around food. And, you know, my mother cooked from scratch and my grandmother cooked from scratch. And it was just amazing just to, see their incredible talent in the kitchen and just like be around this love of food. So that kind of always was around me and followed me. And so it was kind of this natural jump to get into the nutrition space. Um, I actually went to university because I thought initially I wanted to become a teacher. I was very drawn to, oh, having summers off. That sounded really exciting. So I initially went to university because I wanted to become a teacher and then it really wasn't until a few years into you know getting my university degree that i was like i really don't want to be doing this and even though i was very passionate about nutrition and like that was very much my lifestyle and going to the gym and eating healthy and you know reading all the health books and magazines and all of that i was very much like consumed by it and obsessed with it i didn't realize i could make a career out of that and so i finished off my degree at university and then i went off to study Holistic nutrition, and and became certified, and um, that kind of that kind of began the journey there. But you know, I graduated, and nobody came knocking down my door <laughs> to go work with me. Um, but at least I had the knowledge and the certification, um, and I truly just from there on the business front d- didn't know where to truly take it
1: yeah definitely. I think a lot of people can definitely relate to that. so do you want to take us sort of through that journey, you know from that moment to now having a full successful business, sort of know what was that path and sort of especially in those beginning startup stages, sort of you know how you got that momentum going
2: totally. It was very messy, as I'm sure is the case for for so many newbies. I you know went to school, got all this amazing knowledge and certification, and I will never forget being in The business class and the teacher basically telling us that you could charge $75 an hour per consult. And I remember sitting there in class thinking, like, oh my God, like that is so much money. I'm going to like make so much money helping so many people doing the thing that I love. Like, this is amazing. And so, like I said, I graduated and didn't have people come banging down my door. I really didn't have any structure of how to actually go and get clients. So that led me to getting jobs in the health and wellness industry. So I went to go work in supplement stores and I was teaching some like kickboxing classes and Pilates classes because I had a background in that. And so it was great because that allowed me to connect with people and i had some random clients that would sign up with me you know people that i met at the whole food store or people who were in my kickboxing class and so i got some very one off you know random clients had no idea what i was doing didn't know what to really charge you know putting plans in what not together for people was was very messy. I didn't have so, sort of like a system or a methodology to really take people through. I was pretty much just winging it, as I'm sure most of us do in the beginning. Um and so that obviously wasn't enough to, you know, pay the bills or bring me enough of an income. And so I went off to work full-time in the health food store. I actually became a manager of the health food store, and it was a great experience because I got to learn so much about supplements and products and got all these crazy, amazing trainings and education and got to connect with so many great people in the industry. And that taught me a lot. And that was really great. Um, And then from there, I went off to become a sales rep in the health and wellness industry, selling supplements. And I had this massive territory. Um, But again, like on the side, I was trying to get clients and the only way i was really doing that was just through relationships and connections with people and so again i'd get these one off clients but it wasn't it wasn't a business i didn't have a business i was i really had a job and on the side i was essentially kind of doing this hobby and so after basically going from job to job to job to job um i had like a one and a half year expiry basically at each job and on my last job i actually got fired And it was a blessing in disguise. The universe did for me what I couldn't do for myself because at this point, I was starting to dive into the world of online marketing and understand email marketing and really learning what it meant to actually market myself and grow a business and build an email list. Like I was really starting to learn all of that. I was starting to just really gain more of the confidence and just putting myself out there to get interviewed on podcasts, even though I didn't have this massive business or brand, I had the knowledge to share. And I just, I just literally did the uncomfortable thing and put myself out there. And that started to build some momentum. And so I was having this momentum in my business and here I was at this full-time job, but I got fired. And again, The universe did for me what I couldn't do for myself. It really allowed me this opportunity to just go full in into my business. And then I invested in a coach so I could get support and feedback. And that's really how it started. That's how the momentum really started to build for me.
1: I love that story. And I think so many people can relate to that, especially, you know, with the last two years, so many people have, you know, made that jump into, you know, full-time entrepreneurship. But I, I love how you said, because I think a lot of people can relate up to having sort of that side hustle, but hasn't been, it's not a business yet. And then, so what do you think is sort of, you know, some key things for people who are at that stage right now to really turn that into a full running business? Is there sort of a few, I know there's a lot that goes into it, but just a few maybe things that people should really be focusing on. Yeah.
2: I think number one is just to get really honest with yourself that is this what you're committed to? like have this honest conversation. Is this the thing that you want to grow and want to do full time? Really just get honest with yourself because if you're committed to that and that's truly what it is you want and what you want to go after, then you have to start showing up as that leader. You have to start showing up as that CEO and treat it like a business versus treating it like a hobby. A hobby is something that, you're not really fully committed to you can do it here and there there's no real schedule you know it's just like what feels good when it you know when it suits you and your time whereas it's very different when you're treating it like a business like it's on the schedule it is a priority you show up for it every day and it doesn't mean you have to show up for it you know 10 to 12 hours a day if you have a full-time job because that's going to be impossible even it's just an hour or two, whatever that looks like, but it's a a daily commitment to moving that needle forward. So I think really that's the most important thing is just like, am I actually committed to this? Or is this just something that I I like to do as a hobby? And really just deciphering between those two. I think that that's, that's probably the most important place to start.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely agree, and I think that mindset shift is is huge in just creating the business and I know something else that you really focus on is confidence and especially you know confidence in yourself but also confidence in yourself as a business owner in your business. So do you have any tips around that for someone who's maybe struggling with that aspect of it?
2: Yeah, so I think a lot of us think that if we just sit back and overthink, which is what we all do, we start to sit back and overthink all of the things that we need to do and what we want to do and our ideas and... You know, oh, I don't know how to build a list, or maybe I should start here, and I don't know my niche. Like sitting back and thinking these things does not build the conf- does not build your confidence. It's actually taking action on these things that's going to provide you the clarity, and then that's where the confidence comes. So the confidence doesn't come from you sitting back thinking about. Finding confidence, you don't find it, you actually go and create it. You go and take the action, you do the thing, you do, you take the uncomfortable step. And that's when the confidence comes because now you're gaining experience. You're actually putting your foot on the line and you're showing up and you're doing the work and you're, for example, creating content, building relationships you know pitching yourself whatever that looks like you're, like you're actually doing the thing and again it's it's through doing that that you get this feedback and you're like wow i can i'm actually showing up for myself this is really uncomfortable but i'm doing it and that's where the self esteem comes that's where the confidence comes it's truly from taking action which is always the hardest step but that's that's truly where it comes
1: mhm yeah i definitely agree i think it's yeah actually sort of building that momentum up to it. And, you know, looking back and saying, I actually can do this because I have done it. And so I definitely agree. And I'd also like to touch on, you know, setting yourself up from other people in the industry. So if there is someone who, you know, a lot of people might say some markets are saturated, but there's always a way to sort of make yourself stand out. What sort of advice do you have on that sense of, you know, setting yourself out out apart from competitors?
2: For sure. So a few things, I mean, you've probably talked about it numerous times on this podcast in terms of like your niche and just being clear on who it is you want to serve. I'm sure many people have heard the saying before that if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. So I do think it's really helpful to niche down. You're not going to have 100% clarity on your niche or your ideal client, like right from the start. You're, you're just not. I mean, some people m- might, but I think for the most part, you'll have an idea of who you want to work with and the niche you want to work within and just take that and run with that. Because again, it's taking that and implementing and taking the action that you're going to start to get the feedback and it's going to bring you clarity. So niching down can be really helpful because then that's what's really positioning you as an expert in that space, right? So I know... And I'm sure a lot of people, when they look at their, for example, their social media or something, like when you think about the people that you follow and you're so drawn to like going to their page or their website or whatever it is they're creating, it's probably because there's they're very specific. They're talking about something in a very specific way. It's, and that's right. They're very niche down. They're not talking about a million things like, fashion and travel and makeup and food, it's like there's one specific thing you're really going to that person for. So the more you can niche down, I I do feel the better it is. Another tip that I have is that I think it's really important to minimize distractions. So as much as this your industry and your space might feel very saturated, I think that it's important to it's important to have these people that you can look to who you're inspired by, because that can give you some ideas for sure. But at the same time, I feel like there's this fine line between people who inspire you, but then also people that you're feeling. Jealous of or like in competition with, and that starts to like mess with your head and starts to get you in the spiral of like doubting yourself and doubting your abilities. And so you don't actually move forward on doing anything because you're just kind of stuck in this this space of fear. And so I feel like we do have to get conscious about who we're following, and how often we're looking to others. Like I know for myself and in my own experience is that when I've just minimized all that outside noise and distraction and just put my head down and trusted my gut and focused on like what lit me up, that's when I always have the most success. And that's when I always have the biggest breakthroughs is because I did it in my way, in a way that felt right for me. Sure, I got some strategy and some input and insight, but you know, there comes a point where you're like, you got to minimize the distraction and stop looking at what everybody else is doing. Cause yeah, it could be, it could be a bit of a mind fuck.
1: <laughs> yes. No, I definitely agree. I think that there is sort of that fine line between following inspiration, then sometimes it just, yeah, you feel like, oh, they're doing it better than I am, or it just brings up all those negative thoughts. So I think that's really great advice to sort of, you know, do that check and see, you know, how is this content making you feel and things like that. So I definitely think that's, that's a great point, great piece of advice. And, you know, with the, with health and nutrition, I know this is, so many people are, you know, really wanting to get on track. So is there sort of, you know, one piece of advice that you would give to sort of women who are looking to sort of, you know, just take that next step and, you know, just one piece of health or wellness advice you'd give right now?
2: Oh my God, there's a million. So it's it's hard to break it down into like one thing. Um, I feel like a lot of similar things I've said in regards to business, right? So Minimizing the distraction is really important because it's really easy to get caught up in like this diet trend and this diet trend and this person's doing that and this person tried this product. And like there's so much information out there that we really lose this connection to ourselves and our own intuition. And so I feel like innately we know what we need. We know what's right for us. We know where we've fallen on track. We fallen off track. We know where we need to put more time and energy. You know, we know when we've been overdoing it on the junk food, not drinking enough water, didn't take our supplements, really haven't been exercising. Like we know the answers. We all know that. So trust yourself. Like again, minimize that distraction. Trust yourself and go do those things because there's no magic pill. There's no magic program. There's no magic diet, no magic meal plan, no magic food. It is all about commitment and consistency. That's it. It doesn't like there's a million and one weight loss programs or whatever programs out there. And at the end of the day, they all work. It's what works for you. And what can you commit to and be consistent with? And that's really the first place to start mm mm-hmm. I th- I think that's great advice. And, you know,
1: with consistency too, you know, sometimes it's hard if someone's not feeling motivated, like that definitely comes up. There's those days and sort of what advice do you have when you're sort of in those stage where you're just, you know, you're, you don't have that motivation, you know, there's times when you're super excited about, it and then there's times when you're not feeling the greatest about it. So what sort of advice do you have for that?
2: Yeah. So we let our emotions dictate a lot in terms of how we take action on something, or we let all sorts of things dictate what we do or don't do the weather. It's too, it's too sunny. It's not sunny. It's cloudy. It's rainy. It's like, you know, it's like, there's always something that gets in the way and that holds us back. So I think that we have to learn how to just separate that emotion and, I'm not motivated every single day. Nobody's motivated every single day, 100% of the time. Like I've never met anybody that's, (laughs) that's that, right? So it's, it's about how I want to feel and what am I committed to and really like the possibility, like what's possible for my future and for myself, if I just was consistent with this. Right. Because if I let all those bad days or the weather or the bad mood or whatever it is get in the way of me showing up, well, that means I'm probably only committing like 30 to 40 or maybe 50% of the time, right, versus 100% of the time. So if I just took that out of the equation, and, and just continue to show up even when it's good. And when it's bad, then I'm going to have way more success. And then that's going to help me get to the goal that I really want to get to my future self. Right. And, and so I always hold that vision because trust me, there are days where I'm like, Oh my God, I just don't want to do this. But then I'm sure, you know, the feeling you go and you do it and you do the workout. And afterwards you're like, that was great. Like, I'm so, I'm so glad I committed to that, right? And then that's also honoring your word. That's honoring your commitment to yourself. And so many of us break that commitment. So it's really about getting an integrity with your word to yourself. That's really, really powerful, um, regardless of the emotional ups and downs or the weather or whatever, right?
1: Yes, I definitely agree. And I love how sort of all these tips that we we're talking about, too, can really, like you said, be applied to, you know, health and fitness, but also in business, because there's definitely those days when you're not motivating your business as well. So having that end goal in mind and staying consistent with it, I think it can definitely go both ways, which is, which is amazing. And, you know, with a business, there's always so many challenges that, come up along the way in building a business and expanding a business and has there been sort of one, you know, big obstacle you've really had to overcome with your business and what did you do during that time, you know, so other people can kind of learn from that experience?
2: Oh, there's been all sorts. <laughs> um, there's always challenges. That's never ending. So, I mean, I guess that's one thing is just like accepting that it's, it's never ending. There's always going to be challenges, right? Yeah. Um, But, and I'm sure you probably heard the saying of like next level, next devil. And so that's always the challenge is like, as you grow and as you scale and you hit this next level of business and income and success and growth, well, there's a new devil to slay, right? Needing more team and, you know, having to pay for different infrastructure, or tech or whatever that is. Like, so it's just having to welcome and acknowledge that that is part of the journey. And if I want to get to that level, I have to acknowledge there's going to be these devils that I'm going to have to slay along the way and, and just show up for it and just do it because what got me here won't get me there. Right. So yeah, that's, that's probably the the biggest challenge.
1: Yes, I definitely agree. Yeah. Oh, and then overcoming that challenge then takes you to that next level. <laughs> Just a <Totally>. to <laughs> cycle. And on the other side of that, has there been any really big sort of highlights or success moments that really stand out to you from your journey so far?
2: Ooh. Um, I mean, some of the biggest successes they're not even like my successes per se. It's those of my clients and just the transformations that I get to be a part of and witness. Like those are the big ones for me. Um, whether it's my students in my mentorship program who are, you know, having these massive leaps in their business and that can look like, you know, that can look like so many different things, whether it's a it's a revenue goal they hit or just that they finally launched their podcast or they finally created an Instagram reel, you know, like it's just like seeing their, their successes and their wins is so amazing. And then of course, on the nutrition side, just the transformations that come from, you know, their health and their well being, and people showing up and committing to themselves. It's yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. So those, those for sure, that's what makes the work so rewarding because it's one thing to show up every day and like be behind the computer and, you know, doing all the behind the scenes stuff, which isn't very sexy or fun, but then you hear from people and hear their wins and big or small. And, and yeah, that's what just keeps me going for sure
1: yeah definitely. It's definitely amazing just hearing about those accomplishments and you know how you got there and you mentioned podcasts there as well. so do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast and sort of you know how this came to be and and a little bit about that? Sure,
2: so I launched my podcast, oh my God, I think it was like twenty eighteen and i I knew that I had always wanted to do one, but there was so many other things that I was doing in business that it just never felt like the right time. And so I finally got to a point where I felt like, okay, I've kind of, I kind of have my shit together here with my business and team and support and I feel good. And so I moved forward and, and launched the podcast. And so initially it was called healthy hormones for women. And I basically named it after one of my online programs that I had and it just kind of fit and worked together really well. And so, of course, at that stage in my business, I was very like hormone-centered and centric and in, in the business. And so it just made sense to have conversations around women's health and hormones, which I still do. Um, but of course, you grow, you evolve as as a human being, right? And so um it was last year. Where I was just like, "I don't want to just be having this conversation anymore, And I, as much as I love it, it's still going to be a part of the conversation, but I really want to expand into other areas. And so I rebranded it. We called it the wellness witch. um and you know, it was just this opportunity for me to dive into all the other areas that I'm excited about. So talking about business and personal growth and entrepreneurship and talking about plant medicine and right. And so I just got this, just, it was just, you know, my intuition of like, it's, it's time to change and, and evolve. And if people want to come with me, great. And if they don't resonate anymore, that is okay too, but I have to be true to myself. And so that's kind of the evolution of the podcast and, um, I love it. I love to interview guests and connect with just so many great people. As I'm sure you go through the same experience as well. And um, yeah, so that's kind of been the the journey of of the podcast.
1: I love that. And I love how, you know, you said with that transition, you wanted to be true to yourself. And I think that that's so important, especially, you know, with podcasts or even in business, because people can see when you're excited about that and, you know, when you're really passionate about that. So, you know, being able to sort of make that transition, I think is so important. And so I love that that evolution of of the podcast and your story. And if there was someone who was thinking of starting a business right now, or just in those early stages, what's one key piece of advice you would give to them right now?
2: Yeah, I would just kind of spend some time with yourself and start to map out, like, your ideas and your goals and what you want this business to look like, like just put these ideas, you know, from like paper to pen and just kind of get it all out. I'm very old school. I still use paper to pen. (laughs) So, um, you know, just spending this time and just dreaming, thinking about the possibility. What do you really want? How does that make you feel? Um, start to really just sit with that. Who do you want to serve? Like, it's a lot of questions, but, I think it can really help to expand your ideas and, and just kind of give you a bit of a direction of where you want to go and what you can actually see as possible. Um, so I think that that would be a, a really great place to start. And I will definitely add to that, as I'm sure you've probably gone through this experience yourself, is like getting support. It's really challenging when you have all the ideas and you want to do all the things, you know, and there's like, where, where do you actually start? Like the actual implementation piece, it's hard. And so, uh, you know, getting that support and, and that's, what's going to really help you move along so much more efficiently and effectively. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I, I definitely agree. I think that's great advice because there is sort of so many different ideas. And so you can almost get overwhelmed and not even know. So then you just do nothing. You're just totally. sitting there with all the ideas and don't know how to actually implement them. So I think that's so important getting help, having resources, everything like that, just to make that first step at least and then grow. Um, and with businesses as well, do you have any future plans coming up for your business or the podcast or yourself that you'd like
2: to share? Oh my God, there's always ideas. as <laughs> I'm sure you go through squirrel brain and all of the things, right? As an entrepreneur. Um, well, on the nutrition side of things, uh, I don't actually coach clients one-to-one anymore. Um, and I feel like it's been a while since I've created a nutrition program that really dove into sort of my philosophy and the things that I've learned over the years. And so I'm actually creating a new program that will be available soon called Naturally Nourished. So it's been a while since I've been really excited to like get out there and share information specifically around metabolic health and thyroid health, um, having been through my own journey with thyroid, um, hypothyroid and and Hashimoto's. Um, but It's not just about this nutrition program and go and eat these foods. You know, it's this reconnection to yourself, it's this reconnection to your body. And trusting your intuition. And like I was saying earlier, we really know what to do. I think we've just lost that connection to ourselves and trusting ourselves. So it's really weaving that piece in and and helping women connect to that wisdom that's already within them. Um, So I'm really excited to to share that program. And then um, our mentorship program, we keep evolving it and keep growing it and expanding. So that is where I spend most of my time and where I co coach clients. And um, I'm just really proud of what we've created there and the community we have there and the people we get to work with. So that is definitely always an evolving process and where a lot of my time and energy goes.
1: Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to see all of that come to life and see all those future plans come up. And I always like to end off with just a quick rapid fire segment. So if you just want to say Mm. the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure. Okay. So a book you'd recommend.
2: There's so many. I'm currently reading one right now called Breathe. So I'm going to go with that one.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. A non negotiable you have is.
2: Ooh. Um, Leave me alone when I'm drinking my coffee. (laughs) I love that.
1: (laughs) A lifesaver for your business. So this could be a planner, this could be a platform, just something that you couldn't live without.
2: Oh my God. My content director, Vanessa, (laughs) my human, my human sidekick. She's amazing.
1: Owning your own business means possibility and
2: the best advice that you've ever received. In the absence of clarity, take action.
1: Love it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for joining me here today, sharing your story and all of your great advice. I really appreciate it. I know our listeners will as well. And where can they go to learn more about you, your programs, um, just everything,
2: everything you have going on? Oh, well, thank you. I'm so terrible at rapid fire, um, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me here. Um, if you want to connect with me, I do love hanging out on Instagram. You can find me at holistic wellness, Witch. Um, if you want anything on the health and wellness side, and then at Samantha underscore Gladish for all things business and entrepreneurship. Um, my website, holisticwellness.ca, And then there's also SamanthaGladdish.ca. Uh, And then they can always find me on the podcast and tune in there. We have episodes that go live every Tuesday and that's the wellness switch.
1: Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Samantha. And I can't wait to see all that's
2: to come. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to Made It Happen Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode, and thanks again for all your support. I'll see you next week.